You know the vibes! Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, brought to you by NBA 2K24. Go get your copy. It's in the description. Uh, it's myself, Mo Mootsy. Alongside me, as always, Iowa University's finest, oh. DJ Armstrong. Oh. I've seen the hoodie. I had to Man. switch up the intro. Oh, throwback. A throwback. Fresh, throwback. fresh hoodie, Iowa. huh? Yeah, well, you know, it's just the... It's just something I put on, you know. It's 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 uh, we got a little cloudy weather out here in uh, California today, so yeah. Was, when uh, you told the story the other day about living in San Francisco and buying your your convertible car, it reminded me of a picture I saw when uh, you went back to Iowa and were given a hero's reception, and they made you parade <laughs> around on an open top car, and it was like the president had pulled up to the campus. So I uh, see you shining, big man. I see you. Uh, no, it's uh. Those were good times, bro. You know, those were good times. Good, hey, good man. times. I'm, man, listen, my my college, my university wanted me to come back and give a talk. And I said to them, well, seeing as I'm in hundreds of thousands of pounds of student debt to you guys, what's the <laughs> fee that you're going to pay me to come and talk at your university? And they said, there's no fee. We just thought you'd do it because you went here. No, oh, wow. no, wow. no, no, no. I went there and paid you hundreds of thousands of pounds. <laughs> so if i'm gonna come and work for you i'm gonna get paid so yeah, to that's... anyone who listens to this from my old university you will not be hearing me speaking until they run the check anyone who works for my former university tell your boss to tell their boss okay okay anyway bj you ready for more trade rumors i'm ready let's do it okay you're gonna laugh at this one okay your favorite team to talk about recently the los angeles lakers a reportedly really standing pats at the trade deadline despite LeBron being kind of passive-aggressive with his tweets and interviews. Um, Lakers standing pat, do you think they make it to the playoffs and make a run like last year to the conference finals? I think at some point here, as an organization, the Lakers have to do the following. They have to prepare for the future of the organization and what direction they're going to take. Now, clearly... Let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is what does this mean to LeBron James? Because that's the elephant in the room. We all know he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. We all know that the Lakers would love to have him back in their uniform and continue the process of trying to figure out how to build a team around him that can compete. Because that's the timeline that he is on. However, they can't keep giving a trading first round picks at some point here. They're going to have to start preparing for the future. At some point, they're going to have to start getting back in the draft and trying to build a team. If it's one thing, Mo, that you've heard me say, and I like to be consistent is if you're going to build a team with any sustainability, you're going to have to do it through the draft because mm -hmm. of the way the salary cap is structured. Especially the after the next season with the, with the yes. new CBA. So at some point here, everyone is going to have to comply with the rules of the salary cap and the way it's structured and the way you're going to construct your roster and, and build your team. So it makes total sense to me. And I think it's going to be have to be a decision that whether LeBron is going to want to have to comply with or find a place that maybe is on a different timeline. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't think there is, I don't think there's any, 
listen, I think I never think. I know they would love for him to finish his career in LA. However, they have a business to run. And just like he has a business to run, and mm-hmm. you got to find out the happy medium within the business. So to me, it's not a whether or not they want him or not. It's just that they got to do what's in the best interest of the organization. And sometimes that means you have to part ways. So it'll be fascinating to watch how this plays out. But if they're going to have an organization that's going to be able to compete, they're going to have to do this. So it was just a matter of when it was going to happen, not if. Yeah, the um, Lakers have the 2029 first round pick, which is kind of valuable considering LeBron probably won't be around. Or you never know with LeBron, he might still be playing in 2029. But um, they're looking to hold on to that for this summer where they'll have up to three first rounders that they could make a big splash with. Or if LeBron decides to leave, they can then use those picks. Uh, Before we continue, BJ, the uh, All-Star Reserves just got announced. And Scotty Barnes and Trey Young will be playing for the Eastern Conference. Oh, Julius Randle. But it got me thinking, BJ. It got me thinking. Because you played in All-Star Weekend, but you've also had years where you weren't involved in the All-Star Weekend. As a player, would you rather have that time off to go rest and recover? I mean, some guys go and turn up, but whatever you want to do, however you want to spend your time. Or would you rather be part of the media and playing in the All-Star Game and all of that kind of stuff and the travel involved with that? As a professional, I must speak first. I I would rather be playing. And that's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now, um, it's one thing, and it took me, I, I learned this very quickly. My first year, my first all-star, you know, I've, I've never experienced an, an all-star break, right? Until I got to the NBA, right? It's not like you mm-hmm. have that in college or any other time. Hey, we're going to take a couple of days off and everyone, you're not allowed to practice so forth and so on. And I didn't know any better. I took off. And when I got back, it was like a shock. I was like. What did you do when you were off? Were you just chilling or were you working out or were you, what no, were you I, doing? I was just off. Like, I, I didn't know. I was, This was my first year. No, but like, did league. you go home? Did you go to Miami? Did you go, like, what did no, you do? No, the, the, you know, I, I no, the. I played in Chicago. Little Cancun? Little Vegas? You know, it's, 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 it's funny now where these destinations become like places. Like, I grew up, I'm a kid who grew up in 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 Detroit. I didn't go to other cities to get turned up. I grew up in Detroit. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I didn't, you know, you couldn't tell me Detroit wasn't the greatest city in America. Okay. That's <laughs> all right. Now I didn't go to other places. And, and if you ask me, Detroit is still a pretty nice city. You know? <laughs> okay. I'll take However, you now this new mentality that you have now people go places to get turned up or whatever it is they do grinding yeah whatever, whatever it is whatever it is you day. do like so in my day in my day the last thing i wanted to do was go and get on another plane in another hotel in another city that's what i do for a living <laughs> <laughs> so to this day now my wife and family complains because the last thing I want to do is get on another plane and another hotel in another city. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to any of these beautiful places all around the world. I've spent my, I spent half of my life in hotels in other cities and getting on and off of planes. Okay. 
it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> okay. If you want to know what I really love to do is go in my house, get my workout in and do nothing and have, <laughs> and have phenomenal food. That to me is the greatest vacation ever. So what did I do is my first time I was like, wow, I got a chance to do nothing. I don't have to go to practice. Check. I don't have to get on an airplane. Phenomenal. I can actually eat at home and do and make my own plans without having to do something and check. So I didn't do anything like I, that's what I love to do. I love to do like Mo. I went and work out and, and got back in my pajamas. That to me was the greatest <laughs> thing. <laughs> I thought I was in seventh heaven. I could watch TV. <laughs> I hear it. I didn't have to I, like I get ready for a game. I didn't have to read a scouting report. Okay, so that to me was turned up. Now, that was just me. That that was me. <laughs> so you want to know what I did? That was okay. me. Like, okay, Mo, like I got a chance to do things I didn't normally get a chance to do. Like, Mo, I could I just go out to dinner and and just eat. I didn't have to worry about like, well, I can't. I you know, I I can't eat this kind of food because I'm playing tomorrow night. And no, I you know, I like, oh, I could like go get a fast food if I wanted it. I could just go do, so I just let let myself like hang out. Now today, you know, everyone's going to Cancun and doing all those things, and then you got to fly back, and then you got to do these things. So, I I I, if I had to do it, if I had to get on a plane, why not go play in the All Star game? It's better for my business. It's better for what I was doing. And I did nothing. So the very first time oh, that I actually didn't do anything, I didn't realize the importance of working out. Like it takes months and months to get in shape and it takes like two days and you're totally out of shape. So what I learned to do Mo was I always tried to have an unfair advantage in the second half of the season, because I knew most of the guys didn't work out, especially the younger players. I knew some of the players did like to go on vacation. <laughs> so Mo, I always tried to be in like tip top condition so that the first eight to 10 games or so, when guys came back, I just had an unfair advantage. So I extended myself. I tried to play harder because I always wanted to maintain to be in shape. Because mm -hmm. you knew guys were in shape. And how I picked up on it was I always, because Michael and Scotty were always in the All-Star game. And those guys, when they came back, they were always in shape because they got a run on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So the next day, Monday or Tuesday, when they got back to practice, they were always in shape. And I was like, why are they in shape? And they were playing. And I was like, oh, because I haven't had a run in over a week because of the time off. So I was like, no, if those guys are in shape and I'm in shape, that we should have an advantage. But that's how my mind worked. Well, like I just wanted to win. So I kind of picked up on that. I tried to get a run in. I would go to the clubs and play. <laughs> not the nightclubs. No, not the nightclubs. Yeah, yeah, I would go to the, to like, you know, uh, you know, a, a club where they had a basketball and I would play 
And I would just play just to do conditioning so that Mo in the second half of the season, Mo, like I love, like one of my favorite things to do was I would pick up full court and press mm. guys in the second half of the season because I knew they weren't going to be in shape. And that's why they call it, you know, the, you know, you, you, you're like sluggish when you come back. Uh, when you come. So that's what I did. I tried to do that. Um, and it was like one of those things that I just picked up from the pros. Like when I say the pros, the guys who were perennial all-stars, guys who took their craft series and other guy I learned, I learned from other veterans on my team. That's what they did. So to me, it was, it was kind of normal for me. I thought I was doing something and then I started working out and I saw the, some of my teammates there doing the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Because you don't want to get out of shape. So okay. that, that's what I did. Go well, back to these trade rumors. Um, Paul Kuzma, Malcolm Brogdon, and Detroit's Bojan Bogdanovic are all likely staying put and not getting traded at the deadline, which is surprising considering all three of those guys play for teams that are quote-unquote rebuilding. Mm. Um so I don't know if that will stick or if anyone's going to make a move, but a team like Phoenix, who would love one of those guys for their depth, it says that they're unlikely to make a move because they don't have the assets. They have Nasir Little and a player or two at the veteran minimum, so a Josh Kogi or a Keita Bates-Diop or a Bobo, and one or two second-round picks is the most they can offer, which doesn't seem like a huge return for anyone willing to trade. So it looks like the Suns are going to, much like the Lakers, keep it running with their current squad. And if they do make a trade, it will just be something around the edges. But one that I do want to talk about is Jordan Clarkson saying that he would reportedly welcome a trade to the New York Knicks, where he would fill the gap left by Emmanuel Quickly's departure. What do you think about Jordan Clarkson on the Knicks? You know, I just look at the finances now of what these teams are trying to do. I can't help it. Because I know the new salary structure that's coming in. And most of these trades aren't really basketball trades because everyone's trying to figure out how to take advantage of the new aprons and the new salaries and the new collective bargaining agreement, so forth and so on. Okay, so is there a role for him off the bench? Absolutely. But then I start looking at the salary and I go, okay, here, here's how it works. Okay, you have... Brunson, okay, now you have Hart, you have DiVincenzo, you you just signed OG, mm-hmm. right? But in that time, you traded for extension. him, who's up for an extension. Jordan Clarkson is, you know, he's got to, I don't know when his deal is up, but he's, so I just start looking at the salaries and I go, Well, Jordan okay. Clarkson's on an expiring contract. Yes, but he's six man in a year and so forth and so on. He's going to be up for a deal. Mm-hmm. And that's going to come with a nice price tag with it. I mean, it's <laughs> so, um, so I'm looking going, all right, sounds good. Sounds great. But financially, I don't see how it works. Right. And, um, but I, I think he, his personality probably fits how they play. Um, I, I think it would be a good fit for them, but if they wouldn't pay play, if they wouldn't pay quickly, I don't know why they would look to pay someone else. I mean, quickly was there performing on a rookie scale contract. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they probably lo- love his talent, but I don't know if it fits their timeline. 
But that's just me. I'm just looking at it from a pure business standpoint. Okay. Well, the Milwaukee Bucks remain aggressive looking for upgrades. One player that's came up in their discussions is Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, they don't have too much to offer. They have the number 35 pick, just an early second rounder, Pat Connaughton and campaign as their most likely outgoing scenario. I think Dorian Finney-Smith would be fantastic to be added to the Bucks because he provides with that perimeter defense and he can spot up and shoot some threes. But do you think that that trade package would be enough for a team like Brooklyn, um, you know, who are who are reportedly looking for, what are they looking for here? Um, a first round pick, more than a late first round pick for uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. Well, if, if that's what they're looking for, then the answer is obviously no. I, I would think they would be able to probably, maybe, possibly do better than that. I would think he's very valuable. Or I think he's valued around the league, especially to a contending team of what he brings. So I don't, I don't think that would, you know, just off the top, I don't think I would do it unless I was able to kind of, you know, survey the, the situation and get back something that really would help me. I don't know why you would give a player away of his caliber without being able to replace that. I mean, I thought that was a good deal when they traded for him. Um, mm -hmm. I think that was in the Kyrie situation, if I remember correctly. Yep, from Dallas. He's on a fantastic yeah. contract as well. Just 13 million this year, 14 next year and 15 the year after, which yeah. is a fantastic so, contract. So I think, I think that's a, that's a great contract. I would love to have a player that performs at those numbers. I think it's a it's a team friendly contract, and um, I would if I was Milwaukee, I would certainly try to get a player like that. Why? You know, because financially, you know, I don't know where Bobby Portis is at, but I'm going to assume he's around there, and they probably have to figure out how to replace him if he doesn't return back at a at a a team friendly. I'm sure they have a number that they probably won't exceed. So to be able to replace him with a player like that would be very valuable to them um, in that situation. But that's just, I think that's just how, and speaking with teams and speaking with executives, if there's one thing that's been a consensus with every team is figuring out how to get their roster in position to take advantage of the new collective bargaining agreement. Yeah. Well, our friend Chris Haynes says that he's not really hearing anything on the DeMar DeRozan trade front. And it's more likely that he will work with the Bulls to figure out an extension. So my question is, are they looking to sign this extension with DeMar DeRozan to actually keep him on the team or simply to avoid losing him for nothing in free agency and then trading him next season or the season after? Well, if you remember correctly, you know, we've talked about this. I think we went back to last year talking about this. Yeah. And... If Zach Levine is going to be traded, right? I'm, I'm going to assume at some point he will be moved or look to be moved. And if that is the case, what is that going to signify for the Bulls? What signal are they now? Are they going to do a full, full rebuild? Or are they going to continue to move forward with DeMar DeRozan now? And this being clearly he him moving into the number one spot. So it appears to be if they are talking about extending him that they're going to now say DeMar DeRozan is our guy, Vucevic. I don't know. Do they keep Caruso now or do they look to move him? Um, but I don't know what this signals. Um, 
I think it's fascinating. I don't I don't know if the, if it's a way or what they think they can get in return for Zach Levine that would give them a team that could could that could compete. But I think it's I think it's great dialogue for DeMar DeRozan. I think he's valued around the league and I could see the Bulls doing a 2 plus 1, maybe a 3-year deal with him at his age, which I think would be terrific. Um I don't know how many other teams would look right now. I mean, I haven't studied it that would just say hey we want to give DeMar DeRozan three years guaranteed at his age even though he's playing terrific basketball so I think it's something that he has to look at and I think the Bulls have to look at it especially especially heading into the summer if they want to be competitive especially if they want to have a team that can compete at least get into the playoffs and they, they seem like that's where their goal is at this particular time Absolutely. But we spoke yesterday about uh, Dallas looking at Andrew Wiggins, but their name has been coming up in trade rumors for um, Kyle Kuzma and PJ Washington from the Charlotte Hornets as well. Uh, which of those guys do you think would help them more? PJ Washington of the Hornets or Kyle Kuzma of the Wizards? I, I you know, I think you just love, I think you're, as my son would say, you're trolling me right now. You asked me these questions. If you were in charge of Dallas, which player would if you I'm want to in, have? If I'm in charge of Dallas, I, I there's only one question I want coming out of Dallas. Oh, no, only, no, we're not doing that's that. That's we're well, not doing well, that. Just answer the question. We keep going down the same path. It's no, like, I don't want to hear about Luca play defense. Okay, I so just I'm just going to share with you this one quote. If you continue to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result, <laughs> then something is wrong. Now, okay, why I'm am sorry. I the only one? No, why <laughs> am I the only one <laughs> saying, like, I don't expect anything else to change until that happens. So, all right, you, you get Kuzma in. Okay, so let's, let's say you get Kuzma in. Well, we know who's going to get the most shots, and we know who's going to get the second most shots. Mm. So now we're going to relegate him to the the third guy, and then, or the sixth man, as we suggested yesterday. Yes, or the sixth man, or okay. And who's the other guy you're talking about? Who's the PJ other guy? Washington? P PJ Washington. Okay, and then he'll fit in, and he'll fit into the same role. Like it's still not addressing the issue. Mm -hmm. Like I, I like I I I'll let you handle these questions. It's to me, it's just obvious. It's like it's like so obvious to me that I like I don't want to talk about it. Okay, if you want to just play musical chairs, great. I'll sit on the sideline and sit this out. I if I were down in Dallas, I got one goal. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to put together a team that can win. I got a guy who can score 30 points a night. He could score 60 or 70 points on any given night. And I'm sitting here worried about trying to find a third option. No, I'm not. I got a guy who can score 30 a night in this league against a double team, against every team in the league. What do I care about a third option at this point? Mm -hmm. that, but that's just me. Like, I don't want to be that guy. I'm like, okay, these guys get paid millions of dollars to do it. Let me just sit here and, and once they make a trade, we look at it, we break it down, and we move on. Mm -hmm. you, you 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 have a you have an all nba player on your team 
why am I concerning myself with a with the third option? Mm-hmm. A, a six man at this stage, and I can't stop anybody. Mm-hmm. Like I can't stop anybody, and I'm sitting here going, "Yeah, that's that's going to help me." Like, no, I'm not playing that game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we and how long have we been talking about this, Mo? Like, we oh, we talk about this every single year, and. Well, like, I've got a feeling, BJ, that we're going to keep talking about this for a very long yes, time. So. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. He is a first-team All-NBA player. There's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> like, 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 what do you want me to do? You have another player who's an All-NBA performer. Kyrie. And Kyrie. What do you want to talk about? Well, yeah, let's get a third option. That's 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 it. Okay, if that's what you believe, then let's let's go for that. I I I'm I you know I if you want to win, then we'll talk. If not, I'll just sit over here and 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 we'll I'll let Mo talk about Dallas. I don't want to talk about Dallas anymore. I, I mean, I I I love Luca. I love what he does. You know, I. I with the exception of this year, I pick him every year to be the guy who's going to be MVP. I always think he... <laughs> well, <laughs> what not else anymore. you want me to say? Not anymore. Yeah, from from no, this point it, forward, I'm picking Wemby every year. I don't care. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Care. Like, I don't but, know uh, what else to say. I don't know what else to say other than one of us is wrong. Well, I know what to say. Okay, go ahead. You can say it. Make sure you subscribe to the show on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from, because that has been another episode That's of it? the Hoop Genius. I'm That's saving the people the from another rant of, of Luka Doncic has got to pick which position he defends. Um, I didn't say there's, it. I there's didn't a say few, that. There's a few <laughs> more rumors, but I'm not too sold on them, so I'm going to keep them to myself for well, now. Can, can I, I hear them? Can more, I at least hear them? I until mean, I hear you... something more concrete, because I'm, just, I'm seeing stuff like the Lakers want to trade for Bruce Brown. Like, okay... What are you going to give up for Bruce Brown? Are you going to give it? And we already discussed here, here, this, like your first round here, here, Here's what I think has happened. This is her, again, I don't know this, but here's what I think. If you want to know what I think about, I think most of the teams, all the big deals, the major deals have already been done. Right? The James Harden situation. Um, who else was, who else was already moved? Um, Dame. New York Knicks. The OG, New York Knicks, Pascal, uh, Pascal, Dameville. I think all the deals have been done. I think these teams are really beginning to get themselves prepared for the new agreement. I think that's what they're doing. Yeah. I think anything that will happen, I think there will be small things that will happen. Just financial, forward. financial. Because yes, it's like Atlanta, I'm hearing that they might now hold on to Dejounte Murray, despite him being yes. in rumors for the past four months. Yes. Because, well, they've got him under contract, but... um. Also, if they want a better return, they're more likely to get a better return in the summer because teams are seeing that making big moves during the season just doesn't work as well as it does when you have a whole training camp and a and a thing. That's why the rest of the, and, the rest of the rumors I look at kind of sideways. And so, and the reason I'm saying this is because when you start moving a guy at a big number, like a Zach Levine, for instance, you have to build that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you. And unless with the caveat of okay, there's a new TV deal and the salary cap's jumping up by 50 million next season. Yes. And that's the right. only time where you're yes. gonna see a huge contract like that teams chasing after it. So two guys I'm really eyeing, Zach Levine 
in um in Atlanta. Um you just mentioned DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray. Okay. I'm willing to because those two guys have big deals. And those and you got to make sure when you acquire a guy like that, that they are able to propel you what you're looking to do. So that that those two guys in particular signal to me because those are really good players. However, most teams would just absorb that because of the quality of the player, you know? Yeah, well, I will those say this, good. though. I, I will say this, though. Zach Levine's contract is almost 20 million more a year than the contract extension that DeJounte Murray signed, where he's but only DeJounte making 25 Murray, to 30 million. But DeJounte Murray is going to command. That's the deal. So he, he's under contract until 2028. He still has four, four his four year extension kicks in next season. Who? DeJounte Murray? DeJounte Murray. Yeah. yeah, I. That's that's why I think he's he's on a decent deal because as the salary goes up, that 25, 26, 28, 30 million for a player of his caliber is much more attractive yeah, to a, me than yeah. Zach Levine, who's making 40, 43, 45, 48. Like the difference between those two guys, with all due respect to Zach Levine, isn't a $20 million difference for me. That's $20 million. I, that's I, a whole I, nother you, you bench can, player or two. You, you can argue that. I mean, you can, you can certainly make your argument with that. However... I'm just watching those two to see who's going to absorb that. Yeah. Right. Because I, I, and, and, and in reference to what you just said, it's going to be hard to find a player at that number that Deontay Murray is. I haven't, you know, I haven't looked at what you just said to find a player who's performing at the same level he's performing at that price. Mm. Okay. I, if, if 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 that's what it is, so you know it's going to be fascinating to watch. I'm just I'm just watching to see how that how that plays out because Atlanta he's a really good player. Like I don't think you'll get the same quality of player. I don't. I you know, like I said, you know, you, you got to think about it. I'm just thinking about okay, now you're looking at a player at that number and to see that he's going to get a play. Right. I didn't realize he has what four years left. Yeah, four-year four year extension, it says on my sheet over here. Oh, really? I didn't realize he had four years left. When did he sign that? Last year? Um, DeJounte Murray signed his extension, a four-year, $120 million deal on the, uh, I think it was this summer, 2023 free agency. Oh, really? Yeah, 7th of July. Okay. Yeah, that went under the radar a little bit. Yeah, I, was, I, I didn't recall him signing that. Okay, all right. And then they want to trade him already? That's Yeah, that's, that's, Atlanta. It's that's, Atlanta. It's, yeah, that's Atlanta like to do this thing. I was saying this on my stream the other day. Like John Collins, right? He finally got traded this. But he was in trade rumors for like the last four years. Do you remember um do you remember Josh Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every year it seemed like he was in trade rooms as well while he was with the Hawks. The Hawks just love to have guys that are just in trade rumors constantly. I don't know why they do it, but they do it. That's that's their thing. That's Fascinating, fascinating. All right, well, we'll We'll be back with more tomorrow, man. Hopefully these rumors turn into actual moves and we can discuss the basketball side of them. But until then, like I said before, make sure you subscribe to the show, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're not already part of our Discord community, make sure you join. The link is in the description below. Um, Once you join, you just have to click one of the icon emojis, click the NBA emoji if you want to talk NBA, the 2K emoji you want to talk 2K, and get in there because... 
honestly some of these guys are hilarious bj if you could see some of the things these guys say i've just been reading the chat and cracking up all day today uh, <laughs> so so make sure you get involved with the discord but until next time get buckets <laughs>